Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of the Tourpreneur Podcast, where we flatten the learning curve for tour operators around the world. Today, we're tackling a topic that many of you have written in asking for help with, and that's to how to improve your website copy. Most of us know our grammar and our spelling, but we didn't really get taught how to write copy. And there are people out there that charge thousands, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars to write copy for us. It, it's quite an art. There's quite a science to copywriting. So today we are chatting with Doreen Wharton, who is the head marketer and strategist at Travel Life Media. And she has some pedigree, 25 plus years in marketing, particularly focusing on brand strategy, brand communications, website copy, SEO. And she has worked as head of marketing for Anheuser-Busch. She's worked as uh, head of Canada marketing for Jim Beam Brands. They make one of my favorite drinks, Maker's Mark. Uh, and on the other side, she's also worked on marketing for visitor centers and brewery tours. So she brings a lot to this episode. Some of the topics we tackle, what has changed since COVID and what hasn't changed in terms of effective copy, must-haves in your copy, the importance of authenticity, why good copy starts with your purpose, uh, finding the right balance of SEO keywords versus your brand voice. That is one of my biggest frustrations, I have to tell you, when I'm writing is, you know, I have the Yoast plugin and it's telling me I haven't put the keyword in enough and it's, I just want to write. <laughs> but I know it's really important and we talk about this on today's episode. If you enjoy the show, uh, please do recommend it to peers in the industry who would also enjoy listening to us. And we would really love a rating and review. If you go to tourpreneur.com and hit the um, podcast episode button, it shows you how to subscribe there. Would really appreciate it. Uh, without further ado, let's cross over to Doreen Wharton. Welcome to Tourpreneur, Doreen Wharton of Travel Life Media Tourism Marketing. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Shane. So I was reading up on your background and you've got a very impressive history and record in marketing. And you actually worked for a product that I like rather too much. And I have to confess, I haven't had much of it of late, but you used to work with marketing for uh, Maker's Mark, correct? Yes, I did. As well as beer, Anheuser-Busch, Stella Artois, others like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We see in Vermont, they would argue that they're not really beers. Because <laughs> we're it beer depends. snobs in Vermont. Uh -huh. <laughs> but Maker's Mark, I'm a big fan of that. And I never drank that until I came to the United States. 
that must have been a fun job. But we are here today to talk about travel and tourism and how to improve our website copy. And this is something I, I hear a lot about from our listeners and operators where many of us can't afford a copywriter. So we're doing this on our own. And it's something that we all struggle with because it's not anything that's taught at school. And there are various courses online and, and, and everything else. But uh, I'm really excited to talk to you about copy because it's a subject that I'm really fascinated with. So what do you think has changed since COVID and what hasn't changed in terms of effective copy? Well, the interesting thing is that because of the heightened sense of awareness of our fear of health and safety, that obviously is a really important point that we have to address with our consumers. Now, the adventure travel guys, they've been doing this all along because they have to um, address the safety issue. But we all have to do it now so pronounced because it's absolutely on top of everybody's minds. So that would be one. But there's other trends that were happening pre-COVID that are just much more pronounced now. Let's take, for example, um, I like to call it conscious consumerism. Those are those consumers. And in the past, they were millennials, predominantly millennials who thought about this, that people buy products that they value that don't just make money, but they're equally focused on improving the world in some way. The millennial generation started that because they were the most cynical and they were the most untrusting of brands. And they use the word authentic, which is really where that word really started to, to make a difference. Some call it authentic, some call it real, some call it, you know, transparent, whatever the case may be. But what it really means is that we want to support brands who do and say the things that you, that you believe in. So that was happening before. But now that we've got, you know, fake news, fake brands, we don't know what's true and what's not. We're getting more skeptical with brands and what really the motives are. And it's not just millennials. It is consumers, all generations, and it's certainly consumers, global consumers. In fact, 87%, I think the number is, that, of global consumers that look for brands that equally value business interests, but society interests too. Yeah, that's a really good point. I know we went on a cruise in the Caribbean in January, and that was something I was really aware of when booking experiences, that I didn't want to go on an experience where animals were treated badly or not living in good conditions. And, and I was really scouring. And I'd kind of hope, because I booked all my experiences through the cruise line, that they had been vetted. And I'm pleased to say they were all exceptional. But as a consumer, that's so I'm nowhere near being a millennial, as you can tell. But it's still something that's on my mind that, you know, I want to make sure that I'm taking an experience with an ethical company. So what do you think are some of the, the must-have in copies in this new world? So we've got that con conscience consumerism. And now, of course, there is a major concern around safety. And I think we're at this point where we don't really know how this is going to play out. And I was saying to someone the other day that I'm not sure right now, even though I'm in this industry, if I'd go into a museum or some kind of attraction, because you're closed in, you know, you've got kids touching everything in there and whatnot. It's like, you know, I'll go on a walking tour or a biking tour or kayaking, but do I really want to go into this attraction or venue? And someone said, well, I think it's going to change. Once someone you know has been into that attraction and has come out and they didn't get sick and they had a good time, this new normal. But what can we do in our copy to reassure people that the attraction or the experience have taken all the necessary steps on hygiene and safety? Okay. So let's talk because that, that's, 
this is on everybody's mind. And fortunately, we've had a lot of good webinars, even with Arrival, and we talked about what really we need to do with opening. We got to attack the fears head on. It's got to be really obvious by saying things like, your health and safety are important to us to keep you and our employees safe. Like that would be kind of a, a thing you want to say very clearly on your website and very obvious. You also want to have a reliable source of who are you? Are you looking at CDC? Are you looking at your city's regulations in terms of that? I'll give you a great example of a, a tour operator. So Eagle Wing uh, Whale Watching Tours, they're in British Columbia, Canada. They did a really good job on their website. So they have two really big buttons on their homepage. One is says COVID, one says safety pledge. And I think they have a third one that just has an offer on it. And they have their staff have masks on and they say on their tagline, we're ready for you. So, you know, inviting. But what I really liked is when you hit those tabs, there's two very significant pages. One, the title is what we are doing to keep you safe. And the second title is what we are asking you to do to help us. And it's in clear bullets, very obvious. It's actually in a big font. So it's not for people over 40. It's not in 10 point. We have a difficult chance of looking at it. Very obvious. So that's the first thing is obviously the health and safety. And they were very clear with what they were doing and what they expect of their, their guests. And then, of course, the other thing is the easy exit. So you need easy cancellation and you got to make it so darn obvious because, I mean, you know, look at look at what's happening now in Melbourne right now. You know, they're closing again. So people are going to be um, asking for cancellation. So and really don't underestimate the power of a welcome back. Like that's really powerful communication. So those would be the things absolutely I would do. And they're a good one to follow to see what they've done. Yeah. And I was just reading about a, depending when the show goes out, but there was a boat tour operator in Chicago and the mayor is absolutely furious because she saw there was a hundred people crammed onto the cruise on the lake. And I can't remember what the numbers were, but the, the agreed numbers were much less than that. And of course that's all over the news. So the public are seeing this and they're thinking, yeah, these tour operators, they just want to cram us on. They don't really care. They're all saying they care, but they don't. And that's why copy and photographs are going to be so important going forward, isn't it? Yep. It's establishes trust. It's actually, it's, it's, it's doing a lot, both the copy and the visuals. You also said, so copywriting is quite an art. I think it's a ninja skill because there's so many different things involved with copywriting. I mean, the, the way I look at it is you really have to, when you're writing anything, you have to put yourself in the shoes of the person who's going to be reading that copy. And that's tricky, right? When you think of tour operators, you think it's not just one, it's not just millennials coming to my experience. It's, it's a wide mix of people. So how do operators think about writing for you know, other people? Well, first of all, it, it's not easy. And I totally respect that because the thing about your website is you have a lot of different styles on there that you, you're trying to address because you're trying to be a little bit of a storyteller. And then you're also, you need to build trust, which we all hear about this all the time that you need to do that. But then there's some sales copy. You want to try to convert people. So there's like a lot of things going on. So it's no wonder it's kind of daunting. But one of the biggest things they can do, and we we've probably heard this lingo in marketing a lot is you got to do a deep dive into who they are. And there's various, you know, pieces of terminology for that. Um, some people call it the, um, the guest persona, the customer persona. And that's just simply interviewing your guest, reading your reviews. You, when you spend time with your guests, you get to know the lingo and the things that they're saying. You get to really like, really understand what is it that they're asking for? 
And what are the questions? Like your FAQs are a great way to to do that. So those are like, you've got to know your your consumer because those that's actually, you're going to play back a lot of things that they say in your copy. So let's say, and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but let's say you are that uh, whale watching tour up in beautiful British Columbia and you're interviewing me as a guest. I mean, what are a couple of standard questions you would ask me so that you could understand, you know, my persona? There's a little bit of a read between the lines you have to do too. So I know sometimes people hear, oh, okay, well, ask the, ask the guests what problem they have. Well, okay, well, what are they going to say? Like, oh, I, you know, I lost my job or whatever. Like, how is that going to help you? You can do things like, find out, like, what is their lifestyle like? What do they love to do? What are their, what lights them up? What are they most excited about? What are the things that bother them about traveling in our city, country, whatever? Those are a good place to start and say, what is it that, what are the most important things that you want out of your vacation? Those are places to start. But then you start to read between the lines when you hear them answer the questions. And then the little things come up. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, for example, um, here in Colombia, in South America, we did a guest persona for a tour company. And it was very clear that these people, they wanted to come here to make a difference in some way. They came here because they heard about what was going on and what was changing in Colombia. And they're like, okay, how can I help? Like, how can I give back? What can I do? So, okay, well, they're going to, those transformation tours are going to be essentially important to them. And so language about those kind of tours that address the transformation of Colombia would obviously be part of the copy. What's some of the best copy you've seen out there when it comes to travel? I like to look at different sections because I, I'll look at a website and I love the About Us page, which is an essential, absolutely essential. It is your top, if it's not your top three in terms of traffic, you've either not put it in the top end, you've not put your About Us in the top navigation and you've buried it. But I would be surprised if it's not. So I sometimes look at the About Us page. I look at the homepage. I look at the tour descriptions. And I find that like there's various different websites that I like different parts to it, depending what it is. It's fascinating to hear that because I agree with you about the About Us page is one of the ones that I visit first. But then I often think, is it just because I'm in the bubble? And because we do, you know, we work in this industry of marketing or do the general public actually. So I, I would ask our listeners, go check your Google Analytics and see if your audience are actually clicking on the about page. And if not, we've got some work to do. Yeah, I mean, and there's there's a reason why they're clicking on there because people care about who they're spending time with. Like think of us being all locked up right now. Well, we're not, some of us aren't locked up anymore, but the time that we spent to think about our business, who we want to spend time with, who we actually want to put our money towards. You know, do we want to buy local? I mean, you've talked about, you know, the restaurant that you want to support in your neighborhood. I mean, those are the people that you truly care about what's going on with them. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to spend my time with everybody when I had limited time to see people. There's certain people. It's the people that inspire you and the people that actually you have, a per, you know, a connection with. Those are the people you want to spend time with. So it's no surprise that people go to the About Us page. I think, in fact, Neil Patel even said it was like, if it's not your top three because again, they just want to see the people behind the business instead of the corporate business itself. Yeah, it's so true. Absolutely. I guess I need to get to work on my about page. <laughs> I haven't really touched mine for Topreneur since I started. And it's again, it's one of those jobs that we all want to work on and we all want to get to. And really, I have no excuses during COVID. I don't think any of us have. So that's definitely a big thing on my to-do list is to work on my about us page. With your about us page, 
what makes it so scary is people assume that I should be writing a resume, that it's a resume with a list of, I've done this, I've done this. No, it's not, it's not that at all. It's actually about um, writing in a way that it is about you and your brand, but through the eyes of your target, yes. So you're writing it like, okay, I'm going to tell you about myself. It's like I'm sitting with you. I've known you for 15 years, Shane. And there's a lot of things I want to tell you about what I'm passionate about. But you know what? Instinctively, you totally connect with it because you're inspired by what I have to say or you actually believe in what I say. So it's not a resume. It's not about bragging or don't worry about that because you can still put your credentials and your awards and things like that on it. It's really about the personal story that you have so people can connect with who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. And I don't think I really do that on the page. Well, I don't know why you should listen to the Torpreneur podcast. I have eight or nine bullet points on there, I think, and why I'm doing it. Are we looking at the right about page? Your about page? Yeah. Yeah. So which one were you looking at? Because there's the about and then it's got what is Torpreneur and then meet your host underneath it. No, no. Here's the thing. It is totally fine to actually have reasons why you should book with me and you're still going to show your staff and you're still going to talk about associations. That's okay. But you want to think about, okay, how can I connect with these guys based on like who I am and why I go to work every day and do the work that I do? Because it's important to me. So I would argue then, that's why I asked you if we're looking at the right about page. So on mine, I say, what is the mission of Torpreneur? How do we do that? Or how do we achieve it? And then why you should listen to the podcast. So it's not a resume or CV or I've done this, I've done that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. And I'll give you some specific examples of great about us pages with uh, tour operators. What I love is that you actually included a mission and it's like, okay, what's a mission? Here's what happens is we spend too much time talking about what we do and how we do it. We don't talk about why we do it, what gets us up in the morning to do this job, why it's so important to us. So, so say, say Shane, I met you at an event somewhere and you introduced yourself and you said, Hey, I'm Shane Whaley. I run a podcast to help tour operators run successful businesses. It's like, Oh, great. Yeah. Okay, cool. That sounds interesting. But if you said it differently and included your mission, call it your purpose, your belief statement, your mission, those are all generally the same things. You would actually include something different. You would actually include the fact Hey, I'm Shane Whaley. I run a podcast to help tour owners and operators flatten their learning curve to run successful tourism businesses. Okay, that's got way more power. Every time that you say flatten the learning curve, that's like a signal in people's head is like, yeah, he's he's on a mission. He's helping people out and he's he's very specific about what he's doing and what he's passionate about. It's good that you raised that because that wasn't the, the original mission. It kind of was, but I didn't know that. And it came to me some way into the podcast was like, yeah, each story here is flattening the learning curve. I'm not flattening the learning curve for people, but our guests who come on, like you're doing today, talking copy. Absolutely. So that's something that grew with a brand. And I realized that. And I think that's why we do need to be to self-reflect on what we're doing and why we're doing. Cause sometimes that, you know, I'll give you an example of this, right? It was really funny. I run another podcast all about spy books spy movies and it's called spyberry and that's three years old and it's got a really thriving community it's a hobby cast love doing it and it was featured there was a review on it in the uk's radio times which is a, a very well-read popular magazine and i knew nothing about this it was totally unsolicited and the reviewer called it espionage as entertainment i'm like he's got it 
he's got it. So this guy, I should pay him as a, you know, my marketing. But in his review, he described the podcast way better than I could have. And that's when I think sometimes we do need to ask around or we do need to hire an ex- expert that because we're so in that bubble of what we do, that it may take someone outside of that to actually encapsulate what it is that we're trying to achieve. And you could use that as a tagline too. <laughs> I will be, don't worry. But that was just really interesting for me that that took somebody from the outside who doesn't know me at all, never met the person. And that's what they were able to glean from listening to a few episodes. I'll tell you another one. Um, Devour Tours, they have a really great mission. So their mission is to connect curious travelers with local food and communities in a way that helps culture thrive. So it's who they're talking to, what they do, and why they do it. It's all encapsulated there. And in fact, they have a tagline that really, that's very similar to that, rings true with their mission. So are there any exercises? So I know right now money is very tight for operators can't all outsource this to experts to, or focus groups to come up with this. Are there any exercises or tips or anything that entrepreneurs can do themselves right now to come up with a, an epic mission statement? Any sort of copy type of courses are good, you know, to think of like descriptive words and things like that. But I'll leave you with a bunch of examples of how, um, how you can just generally improve your, your copy. And actually, in the in the show notes, I'm happy to leave. I have a pretty detailed blog post that shows you how to write an about us page and talks about more tips that's related to this this topic. So I'm happy to leave that too. You know, it's just doing little bits at a time. Let's take, for example, tour descriptions. When you're looking at your copy, you really want to avoid the adjectives that are like stunning, beautiful, wonderful. They don't help. They're not really bringing it to life. And if I know anything about tour operators, you know, they're really good at obviously telling their story when they're in field. So paint that picture with descriptive words, you know, like turquoise waters or vast landscapes. Like don't, like those kind of things really help. And the other one is verbs. Verbs is a wonderful, wonderful way of moving to action. So like, say, for example, you do a tour description, start with a verb on your bullet, dive and do this, enjoy this, eat hearty food at this restaurant. Those things, verbs really, really help get you grounded and putting the most important words at the beginning as well, which, you know, because we've got scanners, we're going to scan those details. Those are examples of, of how you can actually improve on your copy. So you can't see it because obviously this is a podcast, but next to me here, I have a very thick thesaurus. Do you think that is something that is worthwhile? Because I will often go to my thesaurus and say, okay, I keep using the word beautiful all the time to give you know, your example, or uh, fascinating or fabulous. When I'll go to my thesaurus and try and find other words that, not just because they're repetitive, but they might be more emotional, for instance, more powerful words to use. Instead of that, think about how do I would, how would I would describe that? It's sort of like, wonderful is my opinion, but describe it. Like, is it blue? Is it large? Is it green? Is it, yeah, you know, is it hearty? Is it, so there's ways to do that. Okay. I'm trying to think of a word because I'm loving that you're in Colombia and I'm loving the, the sound of the band outside. It's hard to find a place that's really, really quiet. It's a, it's a lively place. I love it. No, I, and I, I also love it when a dog appears on the podcast because dogs are always welcome on Torpreneur. We haven't had enough dogs come on the show. Oh, so Usually uh, there's men that are selling um, avocados in carts and they have a megaphone. They're, they're, fortunately, they're not walking around right now. They, that was earlier. Right. 
Okay. No, I'm loving. I'm loving hearing that song. And I'm sure my uh, to my editor, you can keep all these ambient noises in. It's cool. Don't 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 worry about that. Did you know every weekday Shane curates the most interesting news articles in tours and activities and sends them out in a snappy daily digest? Grab your copy of the Torpreneur Daily Briefing at www.torpreneur.com. The thing that comes up a lot in sales and and, and in copy is Features versus benefits. What would you say the differences are between, and I, when I was in sales, I used to get told off all the time about is selling the features, not the benefits. So what's your view on this? I think there's a role for both because we've got the people that are scanners. And I know a number of our, our WordPress templates and some of our other templates have like, why work with us? And there's like the three bullet points of, you know, we have experienced guides, we have private tours. The reality is there's people that are going to scan and they're going to want to like, okay, it's on my checklist. I want a private tour. Good. They have private tours done. I'm going to book. But the benefit stuff is describing how people feel. And that's the stuff that's most important. The best visual example of a benefit is when you're showing someone having fun, clinking their glasses and watching the sunset. And it's like, oh, I just want to be there. I just want to book that thing. Now, on a copy side, it's a little harder to do because you cut, you, you know, okay, I don't want to be cheesy. I don't want to totally romance this, but you kind of do have to romance it. I'll, and I'll give you an example. Luksha from uh, Rewind Dubrovnik, the boat tours in Croatia. He was on your, he was on your podcast. His copy, he has really good benefit copy and it's on his about us page. And he has this line. He says, we do our very best to make you feel like a movie star speeding on the boat with the wind in your hair, having a cold drink, listening to good music, taking pictures and fully enjoying your vacation. Like really, you know, he knows his audience. Number one, he knows exactly what they want. They want to look like movie stars and just, you know, hair in the breeze. And he actually, he's talking to them and it's totally benefit focused. Yeah. I liked his website. I liked his photos as well that that I just wanted to jump into a boat and can't travel right now, but uh, we won't go there. So, and and English isn't his first language. Obviously he's in Croatia. So even more kudos to him for coming up with that. It's great copy. Yeah. He knows who his audience is. Absolutely. We'll have to ask Lucas in the group, uh, how how he uh, interviews his, his customers, how he came up with that. What are some other writing tips you can share with tourpreneurs? Maybe some do's and don'ts. Calls to action. Those are important. I know it seems so ridiculous that we have to say to people, for more information, call us or book now or, you know, read our blog to learn about this. But there's this weird mindset thing that we have that there are people that are going, okay, I'll go do it. You know, when you ask people to like your page or comment on this, it's just the weird psychological thing that we have to kind of tell people what we want them to do next. So that would be one. The other one would be, um, which I think is probably the easiest thing for every tour operator to do, is to to go and take all that beautiful copy that you've done, just cut it up, put it into smaller bits, put some titles, put some subtitles, even change the fonts in some areas. It just makes it so much easier to read, so much easier. And highlight the, like, the important points that you want to express. And, and there's a lot that are doing that really well. But then, then you come across a page and you just go, wow, like this is so much copy. I, I like, I'm, I'm kind of getting lost. That would be one for sure. The other one would be read your copy out loud. Guaranteed you're going to pick up something that this sounds a little funny, sounds a little odd, get feedback from your target audience. And don't be afraid to actually don't feel like you need to have perfect grammar because you don't. 
we always just, oh, it doesn't sound right. Or I'm, oh, I'm not a natural English speaker. It's not going to be good. Well, you know what? You're talking to an audience and it doesn't have to be perfect grammar. And actually, we don't talk with perfect grammar either. <laughs> no, we don't. No. We don't. And also, I find I use the app Grammarly, which corrects my grammar as I go along, which is, a, is an absolute godsend. Totally worth it. And I wanted to ask you, so one of the things that frustrates me when I write a blog post, obviously, I want it to rank well in Google and the search engines. So and I'm envious of journalists of the past that could just write a beautiful story or a wonderful article rather than when I'm writing now, it's like, okay, I need to get, and I'm not keyword stuffing, but I need to get the SEO terms in and the keywords. Then I have the Yoast plugin and it'll say not enough keywords, or you don't have this and that and the other. What can we do when we're writing? What's the right balance between SEO keywords and our brand and our voice? I'm under the believer that if you're doing copywriting, you got to understand SEO and an SEO company that you work with has to understand copywriting. The best thing to do is do your keywords first and then write. If you're writing a blog post in particular, look at the keywords that you're, okay, you know, I want to write about boating in Croatia. Look at those words first, and then you can more naturally put them in as opposed to like feeling like, okay, I have to use, and sometimes it's an awkward word. You say travel Croatia. Well, who says travel Croatia? They would say, you know, traveling in Croatia or yeah. You got to be conscious of that. And also with SEO, you can also rank for secondary words. So don't feel like, okay, I didn't get that, that, you know, nugget of a word. There's an opportunity to rank for other words. And then maybe you might use that word that you didn't use in a different post or in a different place on your website. So I, yeah, I try to, you want to be as natural as possible, but I'm on the view, like if something just doesn't look right, especially a title, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about the keyword. Just Make it sound like it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, because if, if we look at this is a good example. So this episode, because also you know, with, with podcasts, so the challenge with podcasts is you have your app and you subscribe to, you know, dozens of podcasts. We only have a certain amount of hours during the day. And I see some titles, which for me are like purely clickbait. And I will listen to that episode and go, well, no, he didn't give me the 10 ways that he got to number one in Google in 24 hours or whatever, right? I mean, you feel shortchanged. But then on the other hand, it's like, well, I don't I don't want to put uh, my conversation with Doreen Wharton because no one's going to really, like, unless they know you, and it's like, okay, I know I could put something like how to improve your tour operator website copy. or it's, it's really hard. I find it difficult because I know what I want to say, but then I'm thinking like, what's going to resonate? What's going to get the click? what's going to rank in search engine. And I think that's a tricky thing about copywriting as well. I think it's just a matter of using your good judgment. The error that you, you could make the most is if you truly have a title that when you read the article, it's like, oh, the title is not even consistent with what the article is. It's just, it's completely off. Well, that's what you don't want to do. But, you know, like three ways to do this or whatever. I mean, use your best judgment. But yes, like things that have a number and a title you know, how to's, those things, they do really well. But there are other versions of different titles. And I, I should probably do a blog post that shows like the different versions of titles that you could do. That that's, that might be a good uh, project. So, yeah, especially yeah. for, for tourpreneurs who keep blogs and write blogs. I think that's, that's the tricky thing as well. And, it, you know, yes, I love the numbers, you know, five things you must pack to visit Vermont or whatever, you know, that kind of thing is, is, is but as long as you have the five things to bring in that article but and i and we all see this online because someone shared with me before if you want to learn copy sign up for as many sales newsletters as you can and really like 
study the copy and what they use. But I think what that's done is it's it, it's given me a BS detector. <laughs> and I, I had one today from, not in travel, but a pretty well-known person online in, in the internet space. And I just got his email. He sends it every day. And I'm like, wow, this, this is like, he just wants to rinse me of money. And I'm not convinced I'm going to get the value back. Because I think also a lot of these sales letters are written in this style that when you've seen dozens of them, it's like, yeah, this is just, they're going to promise me the earth and not back it up. But there's a science to it. I've fallen for those in the past. You know, I've got my credit card out and bought things and it's not not what I wanted. But I, what I'd love to ask you is, what are the ones that you read the most? Are the ones that you read are the most, the people that just genuinely seem like real people and really authentic? And actually, they're honest and transparent. They share what's going on in their lives. They're not afraid to actually get a little emotional. And that's the number one thing that I see missing from a lot of websites is, you know what? We have a tendency of worrying about sounding so um, professional. And so then we kind of talk, corporate with a corporate language? I think you're, you're spot on. Instantly, that person, that email, I unsubscribed today because the sales letter was trying to sell me Bitcoin. I ain't got any of that. So I unsubscribed. So I've gone. But to your point about emotion and personality, I think it is absolutely right, especially for tours, because if you have someone, let's say there are three or four whale watching tours in British Columbia, to use your example, the personality is what's going to get me. And it might be a personality that I don't like and I move on and that's fine. Do you really want that customer if they don't get your humor anyway? Or do you want to get someone who's like, oh, I really like this person's humor. We're going to have fun on that boat. And it was something that I said to Chris Wilson, who runs uh, typically Swiss tours. You know, you're in his car for eight hours. I'm like, this, your website needs more Chris because I need to know who you are. If I'm going to spend all that time with you on a private tour, I need to know I'm going to get on with you. And that you're not creepy as well, because, you know, he comes from Manchester. So, oh. you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, and here's the thing. If, if you're not comfortable, you know, you got to figure out your brand voice. So that that's another aspect is, OK, do I is my brand funny or is it serious or am I, you know, talking more worldly or am I educative in a longer blog post that I have, which I can share with you in the show notes? I actually have the words that you could use to kind of help you figure that out. And then again, if you're if you're so worried about your copy, make a video, make a video to show your personnel or do both. Going back to what we said at the start of our conversation, it all depends on authenticity. You can't put a video up and not be yourself or try to be someone else. I think you have to be you because otherwise they'll come on that tour. So if you're super serious on your video and they come to your tour and you're cracking jokes all the time, there's going to be a disconnect. And I think... Um, Rob Patingalo at Triphacks DC. So he hosted a couple of uh, trivia, virtual trivia quizzes, which were based on his tours of DC. And I haven't been on his tours, but I, I did the quiz, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I got to see some of his personality because, you know, he's, he's a quirky guy. He's a fun guy, but this is what he does in his tours. And I'm going on that thinking, I really would love to do this with Rob in DC in person because I really like his personality. And I think that virtual aspect also gives us that opportunity and then we don't we're not all going to host anything like a, like a quiz or anything extravagant as that but our writing photographs and our instagram does give us an opportunity to show the personality behind our brands right 100 and you know what and then don't be afraid to put it in your copy like to tell the story you know how to tell stories tell a story about about you and and i would actually say um i've seen some copy where there's the use of the third person. So it's like a journalist has interviewed you for a magazine. It's like, 
Shane is a podcaster that does da da. No, no, don't don't do that on your website. I, I know the blogs do that because sometimes blogs they don't know who your website, you know, where the website came from, and they might get onto a blog that is, you know, through other means. But on your about us page, you know, please use, you know, I or you know, I'm a person, I'm a real person, not a, you know, professional interviewed somebody from a journalist. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to change gears a little bit and ask you, let's say there's a entrepreneur out there that wants to hire a copywriter. How can they work out who's worth their salt and who's not? Because, you know, you know, we created the entrepreneur approved directory where you've had some reviews on there, for instance. So operators can go check that directory out and read reviews from other tour operators. But there are, you know, plenty of copywriters out there. Some are good, some not so good. How do you assess whether a copywriter is going to be good for your business? What are some best practices? I would first say they've got to understand SEO and copywriting. I think they they need to understand your industry, have worked, you know, with businesses that are, you know, kind of emotionally led businesses and take a look at their stuff and interview them. What kind of questions I would ask them would be, you know, what's important to you on how you create my copy? And if they're not talking about like if if it's if it's very sales focused only and not you know emotional and like with marketing and sales in mind, then I would say I'm, maybe they're not for you. But it always helps if you've got reviews, of course, and if you have um, take sample look at samples of their of their um, their copy that they've done. Yeah, absolutely. And my advice to to listeners is don't go for the cheap option. Do your due diligence. Definitely check out reviews. The question I would suggest asking is, you know, um, so I went through this. So I hired a copywriter to write my daily brief sign-up page. And I said, well, what's the process? How do you get what's out of my head onto paper? Because nobody else is doing this in the world. It's not like you're writing about the iPhone. You can go and research it online and come back. No one else is doing this in the world. And she said to me, well, I will interview you for about two hours. I was like, wow, okay. And she did. And she was super thorough. And the amount of questions she asked me, and she turned around a really good piece for us. And, and I really recommend her. I actually should put her name, if I haven't already, into the directory. But I like the fact that she was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to just wing this and just take a few bits from your website and, you know, a 10-minute chat. She, she really, really studied it. She asked a lot of questions it. about your consumer, who's your audience, and who are you and what you stand for. Now, here's the thing, though. There's a real difference with that type of writing. So that's conversion copy which is different than your about us page and other things. So really understand what kind and ask them, what kind of copy have you done? Yes, that's a really good point. I guess I would say, make sure they invest time in you. If you, if you sign up with them, you know, ask them, you know, how do you work? What do you need from me? And I think that will tell you a lot about how thorough the copywriter is. You are going to know your business better than anyone. You're going to know your consumer better than, than everyone. Don't worry, like start doing your own copy and then, you know, you can always hire someone to, to polish it and make the tweaks, but you're, think about what you have at your disposal. And you know what? Copy's always going to change. You're always going to do tweaks. You're always going to do adjustments. So don't worry if you don't feel like it's perfect because you're always going to adjust it. Yeah. And I think also there are words out there that can repel us as well. And I think it's good to study those. Like I saw one the other day online and it was for a I think it was a podcast in Chicago. And basically the guy's covering all the sports because there's like a million sports teams in Chicago, apparently. I can never keep up. And it was something like, uh, listen to our podcast, blah, 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 and you'll be a better fan. 
And my instant response was like, don't tell me how to be a better. No, I think what he should have done, and this is what happens when you study copy, you critique other people's work. And it's like, if he had said, be an even better fan, or, you know, I think would have been, I wouldn't have been as repelled by it as I was when I saw, again, it's like, it might sound good or look it on the page. But when I read that, I'm not a Chicago fan, but if I was, I'd be like, no way, I'm out of here. You know, so it's like, like you say, sharing it with other people when you write things, if you're doing it yourself and ask them for their opinion, I think is critical. Your target, ask your target audience, people that are in your target. Because, you know, your um, your friends and family are going to have a bit of a biased opinion unless they really do buy your services. So talk to people that you know are in your target. So tell us a little bit about, actually, before we go there, I, I wanted to suggest to you that, so on Torpreneur, what I try and do, as you'll have heard from our episodes, is... We do a bit of theory, but I really love practical information. So how do you feel about coming on to a future episode of the show? And we'll have a few tourpreneurs on the group um, that will say, yeah, please take a look at my copy. How up for it would you be to, to look at their copy and have that discussion on the future episode of the podcast? Sure, I'd be happy to do that. I think we learn from that. We learn from looking at other people's websites and having that conversation. And hopefully we can bring that tourpreneur on the show and have that discussion in person as well. Yeah, sure. Excellent. That sounds fine. So if you want your website copy critiqued and you're prepared to come on the show, reply to this on, on the episode, which is episode 106. That's tourpreneur.com forward slash 106. And also on our Facebook group, which you can find at tourpreneur.com forward slash Facebook. So before we wrap up, tell me, tell us all a little bit more about Travel Life Media. And why is a Canadian in Colombia? Or how is a Canadian in Colombia rather than why? There's actually a few of us here. Well, I, you know, it's one of those things. You work in the corporate world. I know you're certainly familiar with this and you decide, hey, you know what? I don't want to do this forever or I don't want to do this anymore. And life's too short. So I decided with my husband, we decided to test this idea of location independent living and being remote working. And one of the first places that we came to, like a year into traveling while we were just kind of figuring out what's next, we came to Colombia, absolutely fell in love with it. Now we make it our home six months a year. So it's my home base. It's not my official, but it is my home base for six months. And then we decided, why don't we have a business that actually we can have a remote marketing team? So my husband is a videographer guy and he does that kind of work and I do marketing work. And then we hire people as needed who are all remote workers. And the good thing is these are all people that actually spend a lot of money on travel because they actually don't have full-time homes. So they, they actually consume travel products all the time and we make it work by remote living and remote working. So that's kind of our plan. And, and we do various, various types of, of marketing, but sometimes we're in the market and then other times we're doing the work remotely. It really depends on, on the situation and where we are. And what are some of the services that you offer to tourpreneurs? We do brand strategy work, advertising copy, brand communications, SEO. We also do some work to help. There's been a need to help companies find their purpose. Because often, okay, I don't know my purpose, so how can I do my purpose? I've had some working sessions with corporations and, and smaller companies on really how to define your purpose, which led to their copy, but it also led to how they ran their business. We do those things as well, as well as other uh, regular marketing services. But that's that's generally what we do from a remote capacity. And I hear that you've worked with our friends at Impulse Travel. Yes. I would highly recommend you look at their About Us page. It is fantastic. Now, 
I've worked with them before on other projects, but they took that page to the next level. It is really strong. They what, how, and why is totally there. And it's not just their about us page. They actually that's really how they live their company. So I think what they're doing is stellar. So I would highly recommend you take a look at what they do. I already love the the copy on their homepage. I'm looking at it now. It's at impulsetravel.co and it's got discover the true Columbia. Yeah, and then they have three other little words after that that put like really really solidifies who they are and what they do so definitely worth looking at yeah absolutely i really like that i'll have to study that in depth and you can find that in the show notes so doreen thank you very much for giving us some of your time today i really really appreciate it i love talking marketing i love talking copy we will add all the links to the resources you mentioned to help entrepreneurs craft their copy can come up with even more effective copy on our website as well at tourpreneur.com forward slash 106 thank you Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.